Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And welcome to On the Air with Power Squared. Uh, this week we're sort of killing some time so we don't need to actually <laughs> read issue 13. And we haven't really prepped very much for this, so it's a little spontaneous, right? Yeah. And to be honest. So, and we're not going to do voices and all that kind of stuff, so we're not going to... No. If we re read a woman's part, we're not going to raise her voice or anything like that. Right. <laughs> So this would be great for if you're listening to this. <laughs> if you're watching, you may go, let's see the top of our heads a lot. Okay, so we have the script here. It's copyrighted, so, you know, we can do this. <laughs> and, That's right. Um, yeah, we just thought we would uh, read issue 13, The Imposter Part 1, which is a continuation of the story started with Watson and Nate. I say that every time, <laughs> just in case someone actually wants to read the issues before. But they have been reading the issues. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course they have. That's why they're such big sellers. <laughs> but anyway, so um, so this is the imposter. We have, so we start with uh, a page zero, which is sort of the credits page. We have a little text on there to kind of catch you up. Yeah. Because it might have been months or years <laughs> since you've read the <laughs> issue before. And with 13, that's probably really necessary. Yeah. So the text says, Marty has met a girl, Quincy, who has persuaded him to strongly consider a major change in his life and managing, at least temporarily, to create a rift between brothers. Will it last? And how far is, is Eli willing to go to get his brother back? So we cut to the interior. Uh, the Student Union Cafe, Kirby, Steve, and Don are sitting looking at their phones in their normal booth. Marty enters. He's wearing a hoodie sweatshirt. The hood is down. Kirby. Hey, if it isn't Marty. Kirby. St Don and Steve. Marty? Dan and Steve, right? Marty sits down in the booth looking somewhat out of sorts. Don says, Don. You don't have to read off. <laughs> okay, well. Right. Right. Are you okay? Fine, fine. Never better. Don is looking around. Where's Eli? We haven't seen him for a few days. I thought you guys were practically attached at the hip. Kirby says, Yeah, there's, is there trouble in Twin Town? Marty stares at Kirby. I don't know. He's probably somewhere with Jennifer. Right, yeah, Jennifer. Don't you know? The four friends are in the booth talking. Marty looks confused. He's probably with her. So how are you and Quincy doing? Quincy, yeah, right. Thing, yeah, things are good. Thanks for asking. You don't sound sure about that. No, really, I'm sure. So, how's stat statistics? Statistics? Yeah, my dad wants me to take it next semester. Is it hard? Hey, I could go for some coffee. How about you? Well, I, yeah, sure. Hey, I've got an idea. How about I buy lattes for everyone? Everyone in the coffee shop. Yeah. All right, Marty. Yeah. Make mine do you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always got to be one. Marty jumps down from... He jumped up in the top of the booth. Yeah. I just need to get the wallet from my car. Everybody in the coffee shop. Yay! Marty leaves the coffee shop holding his arms up in triumph. Over in the coffee shop shouting, Marty, Marty. Marty. <laughs> After Marty's gone, Don looks at Kirby. 
Do you think Marty's acting odd? Hey, as long as I get a free coffee out of it. Yeah, Don. Don't re don't rock the boat. Out in the hallway, Eli sees Marty walking by himself and hurries over to him. Marty, are you all are you alone? We need to talk. Sure, Eli. What? Telepathically. Where have you been? Marty's not seeming to hear him. Did you want to talk to me? I don't. Eli telepathically. I didn't want to talk out loud. Out loud. Don't tell me you can't hear me. Have you been saying something? Eli looks closely at Marty's face. Who are you? Who are you? Somebody who's late for class. Gotta go. Marty hurries away, flipping the hood over his head. Eli stands and stares after him. Eli is still staring. Marty walks past him, dressed in a different shirt. Hey, Eli. What, Marty? What's Marty stops. What's going on? Can you hear me? Of course. What's up? There's someone around here who looks like you. Marty and Eli are still talking. Yeah, you. We're twins, remember? No, I mean, there's someone else who's a dead ringer for you. Really? Who? Eli points to Imposter Marty walking away in the distance. Him. Eli uses supervision to get a close-up look at Imposter Marty's back. I know you don't like to use your powers anymore. See you there. Marty teleports away. Exterior side of the building. The Imposter Pedro, still looking like Marty, is walking up. Eli peeks around the corner. <laughs> Here he comes. No. Eli and Marty pop, up, pop around the corner of the building. Aha! With the hood down, Pedro no longer looks like Marty. Instead, he looks like he normally does. A rather plain-looking young Latino man with short green hair. Can I help you? Hey, aren't you the power aren't you the power squared I read about in the school paper? Eli looks shocked. Never mind, my brother mistook you for someone else. Telepathically to Eli. You think he looks like me? He did. Pedro starts to walk away. No problem. Happens to me all the time. Everyone thinks I look like someone they know. Pedro winks at Eli. <laughs> Eli and Marty started to walk back to where they started. Did you see that? What? He winked at me. Winked? Or did Eli continue to walk and talk on their way back to the coffee shop? It was like he was letting me in on a joke. Really? You got that from a wink? You've got to believe me. Continuation of the action. On the walk, people appear to recognize them, but no one approaches them. Yeah, at this point, I think you should take over for... Eli. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's the powers, Eli. They play with your mind. What? Who told you that? Uh, no one. You told Quincy, didn't you? No, of course not. We agreed not to tell anyone. But she convinced you to tell her anyway, didn't she? What's that supposed to mean? I don't like her, Marty. Why not? She's not good for you. You mean she's no good for us? She's just what the doctor ordered for me. There's more to life than sex, Marty. You're changing the subject. The boys enter the student union coffee shop. Kirby, Don, and Steve are waiting for them. Kirby, there there he is. I knew you'd be back. I haven't been gone all that long, have I? Waitress approaches Marty with a bill in her hand. What's this? The bill? The bill for what? Marty and waitress talking. Marty is surprised. You announced... Ten minutes ago, that you would you were buying everyone in here a latte. I what? Honestly, I've all got cups of coffee in their hands. Thanks again, Marty. Very generous, bro. <laughs> it just hands a cup to Eli. Yeah, bro. Very generous. Marty pulls Eli aside. But I didn't. Maybe it was someone who looks like you. It would have to be. Exterior, college grounds. Pedro is smiling broadly. 
Interior, student union, co student coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I guess I'll have to pay the bill. Marty reaches into his back pocket. Don't you want to do something about it? Like what? Go after him. No. Marty has his wallet up. I don't want to use our powers to resolve disagreements, if that's what you mean. You're letting this imposter get away with it. I guess I am. Actually, that's supposed to be a question. <laughs> You're letting him get away with it? Eli frowns. Marty walks away to pay the waitress. What kind of pull does she have on you? Steve walks up. Is everything okay? I know, incredible voice. <laughs> I know, it's, it, it, it so comes alive. No, I think Quincy's gotten to him. That wouldn't surprise me. Why? Remember that dance I said we went to together? That was her idea. She didn't want to go alone, so she persuaded me to take her. How? I don't know. It's her eyes, I think. She always has a way about her. You know she's tetrachromatic. Eli snaps his finger. That explains a lot. It does? Thanks for giving me an idea. Hey, no problem. Eli walks away, leaving Steve standing there. Then Eli walks into the hallway and enters the classroom. Due to be alone, Eli walks up to the whiteboard and starts to draw the Napoleon Theorem. Now, which, which is... Uh, for you watching, looks like this. As we all know, is a portal. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Theorem appears through the diagram. Eli is seated in one of the classroom seats. 20 minutes later, Professor Theorem. Eli, what do you, you wanted to see me? I need your help. The professor takes a look around the room as Eli approaches her. B112. I used to lecture in here. Where's your brother? He's why I wanted to see you. Marty, what can I do? I think Quincy is the convincer. Eli and Professor Theorem talking. Hmm, what makes you say that? Well, to begin with, Marty doesn't want to use his powers anymore. And you think Quincy's behind it? Yes, I mean, we both considered it, but she's pushing him to give them up. But she doesn't know about them, or does she? I wouldn't put a passion to tell her under the right circumstance. Sex. Sex, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should confront her. I was hoping you could. Hmm, I might be able to advise you. But there's something else. There's someone on campus who is impersonating Marty. Professor looks concerned. Are you sure? I've seen it myself. Very convincing. He must have really been able to do it. What are you talking about? Dr. Atlas is, was bragging he used the Viribus compound to create a shapeshifter. The imposter can take on the sh appearance of anyone, man or woman. Do they have other powers? No, thank God, just appearance. But that can be enough to get you in trouble. Dorda lecture hall opens and students start to come inside. Professor Theorem beelines it for the diagram and disappears through the portal. Eli hurriedly erases the diagram. He's still wiping it off with the instructor for the class standing behind him, his arms folded. What's the meaning of all this? Sorry if I hurt your whiteboard, mister. Marty and Quincy are walking together on the sidewalk between buildings. Meanwhile... So, you just paid the bill and didn't use your powers? I thought that's what you would have wanted me to do. Quincy smiles. It was. And see, you don't need them. They walk arm in arm and pass over students on the sidewalk. As they pass, student one turns. Student one, pointing to Marty. Hey, that's the guy who dated my sister and broke her heart. What's that about? No idea. Other students pointing at Marty. He wrecked my car. He stole my textbook. You've been busy. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't think they're going to believe you. And then you get, uh, 
this kind of thing happening. It's a reference to Seven Chances, a yeah. Buster Keaton film. Watch it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's it's the one with the rocks. Thing. Yeah. All right. What should I do? Run. Marty and Quincy start to run, but he doesn't use super speed. The chase continues in the journalism building, where Marty and Quincy run into the editor's office. That sounds exciting. They close the door and hide behind her desk. Outside, through the window in the door, the crowd hurries by. Marty looks out through the window. I think they're gone. Why would your brother do that? What? Well, obviously Eli is making trouble for you. He's the only one who looks like you. He said there was someone else on campus. Did you see them? Not exactly. Why would Eli do something like that? He wants to ruin what we have. That doesn't sound like Eli. Maybe you don't know your brother as well as you think you do. I... Listen, does he approve of me? Oh, no. And he wants you to break up, break us apart. And he wants to. And he wants to break us apart. No. But, Quincy hugs Marty. But we're not going to let him. Quincy kisses Marty. Continuation of action. How would you? How about you stay with me tonight? Yeah, Marty's bedroom is still under reconstruction and empty of furniture, with the exception of a whiteboard. Oka is there. Napoleon Theorem is on the board. Eli helps Professor Theorem down from the portal. Sorry we were interrupted earlier. I have to be careful. Doctor has to do anything to get me back under his control. You remember Mocha? Yes. Continuation. We were talking about the imposter, but I'm worried about Marty. Mocha. He, he seems to be under the convincer's power of persuasion. Professor Theorem to Mocha. We talked to... We talked about Eli confronting her. Will you go with me? Yes. Knock on the door. Who's that? My Uncle Brian. Well, goes invisible and theorem is disappeared through the diagram. We just go back and forth reading Mars. <laughs> this is really great. Uncle right. Brian enters. Oh, I thought I heard you talking to someone. I thought maybe it was Marty. Have you seen him? Not for a while. Quincy, huh? Yeah, I think so, and w I wouldn't wait dinner for him either. He's turned into quite the ladies' man, or to such a ladies' man. How are you and Jennifer doing? Fine, I'm seeing her later. Good, I like Jennifer. Me too. Let me know if, if you hear from your brother. Brian leaves, and the professor and Theorem and Mocha reappear, surprising Eli. That was close. You don't need to worry about Uncle Brian. Can't be too careful. Doctor Atlas has a lot of accomplices, and now the imposter on the loose. Do you want to stay here? Oh, I don't know. Marty's not going to be back, and Uncle Brian's really a pretty good cook. I haven't had a home cooked meal since I ate here last. How about you? Mmm, human food. Try it, you like it. Okay. Then it's settled. Theorem smiles. Thanks. Eli leads Theorem and Mocha into the living room. Eli? Oh, hello. Uncle Brian, you remember Professor Theorem and Mocha. Oh, and where are you? Where were you two hiding when I was in your room? In plain sight. Can't believe I missed the two of you. <clears throat> Brian tries to look flirtatious. Eli whispers into Brian's ear. Don't forget you're involved with Emily, the ADA. Right. Eli is talking to Uncle Brian with Theorem and Mocha looking on. The professor needs a place to stay for the night. I said she could stay here if that's all right with you. I guess. Marty probably won't be using his bed. You don't know how much better this is than where I've been staying now. 
Where's that? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. I've been hearing that a lot lately. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Local leaves of Brian look, hooking her arm in his. Can I help you in the kitchen? And, and Professor Theorem. And thank you, too, Eli. Eli walks to the front door. Make yourself at home as best you can. Tomorrow we can confront Quincy together. Of course. Eli is standing with the door open. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to see Jennifer before dinner. I'm sure the Perrys won't want, don't want to know you're working with me. Close-up of Jennifer looking shocked. You're what? Interior, Jennifer's bedroom. Two shots of Jennifer and Eli. She's sitting on the bed and he's standing next to her. But she's a thief. She used to be. Do you have that in writing? Don't be mad. I'm sure she's sorry. That may be, but I would be careful if I were you, Eli. Very careful. Understood, but she's my best bet to get Marty away from Quincy. What do you have against Quincy, anyway? She's messing with Marty's mind. How? She's using sex to start with. Jennifer leans over. You mean like this? Then they kiss, and Eli breaks it up. Yeah, like that. Eli kisses Jennifer. Then, uh, post-sex. <laughs> yes. A priest. I didn't expect that to happen. Me neither. Can you stay for dinner? I hate to say this, I'm supposed to be home for dinner. We got guests that I invited. Do you want to come? I can't. I've got a lot of homework. I hate to run. I understand. It was spur of the moment. I'm lucky to have you. I feel the same way about you, Eli. Eli is fully dressed, halfway out the door. I gotta run. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, I'm gonna need it. To be continued. Wow. That was scintillating, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so that is the script for issue 13. Yes. Sort of. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, kind of, and it, it's better when you actually see the characters say the words <laughs> than us reading yes. it. And we kind of went back and forth on characters, but hey, it's all in the spirit of fun. So um, next tomorrow is Free Comic Book Day. Yes, and we're gonna have a special "What's in My Bag." Yes, at eleven o'clock Pacific time, and we're gonna have a special guest. Yes. Rachel Wells, the artist, who actually makes this look better than we than we do saying it. She'll uh, she's gonna go to her local comic book store and we're gonna pair what's in the bags. Yeah. What did we pick? And then a week from Saturday, we're gonna talk about what we read. Yes. So it gives her a week to read two or three comic books. Yeah. Right. And then next Friday, Friday the thirteenth, is uh, our monthly team meeting with Julia and Rachel and Trevor. So we have, I spent a lot of time with Rachel this yeah <laughs> this, this month. That's fine. And then anyway, so that's kind of what we got. Yeah. All right. All right. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. <laughs>